Every day, people like you are making the decision to start their own business. During this process, there are any number of questions that may come up. On Entrepreneur's Think Tank, we dive deep into the minds of those who have done it before. Learn from their journey as you work to build your empire. Here's your host, Nicole Henderson. Hello, and welcome to the second season of Entrepreneur's Think Tank. I'm your host, Nicole Henderson, and we have a series of fabulous conversations with women around the world that have been on their entrepreneurial journey. Our first conversation that you're going to listen into is from Amaniki. She is a social media consultant that is in Trinidad and Tobago. We talk about everything from failure to pivoting to lessons learned. So dive into this conversation, pick out the nuggets that best work for you, and then check the details out in the show notes so you can follow along on her journey as she continues to grow her business. Here's the conversation. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneurs Think Tank. We are thrilled to have you here. Cannot wait to hear your journey and so we're going to dive right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Thank you so much, first Nicole, for inviting me on. Like, I'm so, so, super excited to share with your audience. So thank you for having me. Hi, guys. My name is Amaniki, and I am from the lovely island of Trinidad and Tobago. That's the first thing I would love your audience to know. And I am a social media content coach. So especially for mompreneurs, so that's what I do. I help mommies who have their business get clear on their messaging, build their audience, and of course, build their income, right? I run my social media management agency called the Fam Mogul Agency, and I'm known on these on Beyonce's internet as Trinidad Mogulista um, on all platforms. So that's, that's exactly what I do. Fantastic. So let's go back to the beginning. Where did the idea come from? Ah, that's a great question. So the idea didn't really come from one spot. I've been trying entrepreneurship uh, for a bit. So at first I was um, a makeup artist. I was terrible at it. Um, I also did, I also am trained as an image consultant. So I have certification in that I tried that as a business I tried restaurants I tried restaurants and bars all of them I like never owning, owning a restaurant um yeah well owning oh yeah like, like a sports bar like a sports bar kind of thing yeah no uh half owner part owner oh um, um, no that's a lot yeah, that's a lot it's yeah. definitely not my cup of tea um, my daughter was born in 2013 and I recognized that I had to get another stream of income or because I'm so into wealth planning and knowing that I wanted a better life for her. So I said, okay, what can we do? I was searching the internet for different things. I was always been into social media. I was that friend who would have been doing, looking at, um, sharing all the posts, that type of thing. And I recognized that I loved Instagram. I got training in Instagram. I got, I did a lot of different trainings with different people and recognized like this is definitely something that's up my alley. Not knowing that years from years before, 
my friends would say, you remember you used to always send out these emails every end of the year saying um, how to spend your year, like a, like a mini blog. Mm-hmm. I used to be doing that before I even know was into social media and speaking like that. I said, oh yes, I really used to do those things. It's like, yeah, you've been blogging before. Blogging has been a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I started my company in 2016 with training, a little bit of training and God's will. And here we are five, six years later in the thick of it, um, building a business. And I think you've you hit on a number of things that I've noticed in many of these conversations is that we try multiple things and failure is not a bad thing or pivoting is not a bad thing. I think there's always lessons learned. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that sometimes I feel like uh, women and moms, we don't want to fail or we don't want to perceived as failing. (laughs) So Failure person. I am the worst. I hate failing. I hate not completing my goals. I'm very goal oriented. So when I fail, I feel like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. How could I have just failed? Um, How do you get through it? I let myself feel the feelings. So I let myself feel the feelings. I'm, I'm failing. I reach out to my support group, my support, my friends, and I like, and they let me wallow for a little bit. And you know that um, that Instagram reel, I say, are you gonna cry about it or are you gonna boss up? And yep. he said, first of all, they're gonna do both. That's definitely me. I do both. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we're gonna cry. We're gonna be like, oh, why did I fail? I work through the feelings, and you pep- you really just take it as a lesson. There really is that that notion of failing forward and failing quickly is a skill set that I have definitely built throughout the years. Like you have to learn the lesson because it's definitely going to come around again. As I've been there as well with the lesson coming around again in a different format, Um, but learn the lesson and then fail forward. Learn it, recognize it for what it is. It's really just shifting that mindset okay it's not a failure it's just it's just something that you made a mistake on and you keep pushing forward yeah but it's, hard. Uh, it's, hard. it's hard yeah on this podcast but yeah it, yes it's it's, <laughs> it's yeah. so sad. worst feeling ever like mm-hmm. it is there's no getting around it yeah and i i think what you said as far as just being in the feelings yeah. i think it's key because you want to ignore it or move on or we don't got time for that, but I think you make time for that, reflect the lessons learned, and then you move on to the next thing. Yes, definitely. So I want to those feelings like you're going to definitely just spill over into other things. Yeah. And then they build up. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. So I want to ask um, what may be a basic question, but it definitely, um, stops people sometimes how did you come up with a name for your business oh that was it was always going to be some kind of easter my friends was like what is with the istas and i'm like i don't know i like istas because i oh i think i started following tiffany alicia with the budgetista i was like oh i like the 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 istas and i was like okay what is it gonna be 
and we had a whole lot like i cannot remember cannot hold me to that my memory is trash um but i know there was a whole lot of easters i think it was a feminista and something easter and i loved the word mogulista um the female version of a mogul and i just kept with it the trinidad mogulista so that's that's just how it stuck yeah it's so interesting to hear the the journey iterations of business names that um, people have uh, selected for their businesses and the story behind them. Sometimes we don't always tell those stories, but I think that those are um, interesting pieces of the journey. Most okay, so I want to dig in now. What were one or two of the biggest challenges you faced in those first years or so of starting your business? Think this is an ongoing challenge. I was thinking about this question, and this is an ongoing challenge. Um, I have lupus nephritis. This is my 18th year of having this chronic illness. I was feeling like trash before this interview. I was almost ready to tell you, listen, I don't think I can do this today. <laughs> and um, can we reschedule? It's like, no, we gotta uh, figure it out. So here I am. I'm feeling a little much better. But I just had to rest today. And like that's, if you know me, resting is not my forte. I like to keep Mine going. either. <laughs> what is a nap? I, what is a nap? Like, <laughs> why should I have to nap? And then I feel very self-conscious because of my lupus. Um, like, I have these arguments with God a lot. Like, God, why do you give me all this ambition and lupus? Like, that didn't make no sense, sir. Like, um, <laughs> what are you doing? But he has his plan. So getting back to the question is that is a challenge because my body is usually sometimes not my own. I cannot tell when I'm going to feel 100% or I'm not going to feel 100%. So delegating, hiring a team and having uh, systems in place for when I'm not feeling well has definitely been the biggest challenge starting up, definitely starting up. Um, because you don't have that bandwidth budget to have a team. So it was really, really difficult to managing my disease and managing my business and definitely mixing in motherhood into that. So it was definitely a um, coming up with different strategies on how I can make the most of out, out of my days and really, really, really leaning on my circle to make sure that I feel when I'm not feeling well as well, not pushing through. Cause that was another challenge. Like, okay, I'm still going to push through. And then I end up out of it for like three, four days. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So really just telling myself, okay, you're not feeling well today. Let people know and let people um, do what you're hired to do. Yeah. I think that um, you said a mouthful because <laughs> being even like, I don't have, lupus or anything like that but there are days where I am exhausted and don't want to give into it um, so having those processes in place are important can you talk about a little bit more about the processes you've set in place that you think have saved you in those moments hiring one immaculate person and training them um, I'm very very big in training my staff so I may hire you you may not reach the different particular you know, job descriptions, but I have impacted them with like, okay, we have to do institutional training, especially when it comes to content creation, because that takes a lot out of me. 
and it's gonna make sure that I have to make sure that, that like there are people on the team that are just as efficient as me in content creation or even better. I would love them to be even better than me. So training people all all around is making sure that that is that seal is hope that that is sealed, right? And then also having the different systems or project management tools like Dobsado and Trello and Asana. I don't use Asana, but the project management tools. You're, you're speaking my world right now because project management tools, even pen and paper and writing out those to-do lists because I'm still transitioning from that pen and paper for my to-do list. Having that done, everything that's in the calendar, things get into, they know that once you don't put things in my calendar, my team knows this. When things are not on my calendar, it does not get done. Do not mm -hmm. remind me. It has to be in the calendar. So having systems like that has helped me um, not help my business not to 100% fall apart. In the beginning, there were some, of course, some balls have been dropped with clients and we have tried our best to learn from those things and say, okay, what can we do better and how can we do better? Yeah, I am just now giving in to setting up Dubsado. Okay. And all of the, um, the workflows that they have, <clears throat> because I do see the benefit <laughs> and once it's set up that it will be great, but it is painful <laughs> to say the least <laughs> to get that set up. But I think it, it's important. And I, you definitely reminded me again, I need to get back in there and um, set up it just, I've got to put it on my calendar to yes. make the time to do it, to yeah. think through it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and yeah, Dubsado has been a, a lifesaver for the business in terms of just sending out reminder emails to clients. Like I don't have to do that. I just, we just put it out and it's there. So it definitely is. I will give you a plug for that. Like definitely <laughs> saves you so much time. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about hiring. Um, it has definitely been um, a challenge for me to find good people. Um, what has worked for you? How have you found good people and how have you gone through some of that uh, onboarding? How have I found good people? That you sometimes you, I would say, looking beyond what you want. Sometimes the person may not fit every every part of the checklist, but you may be able to train them in different areas. So that's the one thing. Um, I'm always asking the questions and articulating my vision, so the team knows where I want to go. I think that's important in terms of hiring. So people would know, especially from the jump, this is what I'm very, very straightforward. This is what you're going to get yourself into. This is what I expect of you. So when they get into the organization, they aren't shocked per se. They know exactly what they're getting themselves into. And it's up to you now to make the decision of, are you going to stay or are you going to come on? Are you going to not be here? Um, you're going to have some bad hires. That's just the way it is. You learn from it. Um, you definitely learn from it. Having a very, I learned that as well. Having a very, very thorough job description is key. 
exactly what you're looking for. Team player could mean so many things. Right. So getting deep into the job description and asking for what you want um, is very important as well. I also have had interns who have turned up the heat. In fact, they are very good. So mm-hmm. looking through that route can also work for you. Hmm, that's a great idea. I am a strong believer in uh, real world internships. Yeah. Um, and not just busy work, you know, and just really putting them into the mix, you definitely. know, and them real responsibility. Definitely. That definitely happens at Trinidad Mogulista. They get the real deal and sometimes they're in shock. They're like, oh my God, this happens? I'm like, I can't believe you trusted me with this. Yes, I can't believe you trusted me with this. I can't believe that these things happen in the business world. I'm like, yeah, it happens. You are. It definitely happens. So now you know what you're getting yourself into. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I want to turn to the positives. What worked well and what are you like, oh, this was great. I'm so proud of this moment or moments that have happened in the business. Well, trusting my guts and actually taking those risks. There, I'm a big, like, part of my staff is like, you are crazy. I'm a big risk taker. I will take risks. Um in terms of my business, I would do things that people would be like, no, that that doesn't make any sense. Like I had, at the beginning of my business, I had a lot of brunches, business brunches, and they didn't make me any money, mm-hmm. but it got the brand recognized. People saw the brand so much times and so many times in so many different places. And there are people, women who um, came to those brunches and they still are part of my community to this day. They're, they're big, big parts of the community. So it may not be a monetary stuff, but you can't pay for somebody who stayed with you through your right. business for four or five years, right? So that was one major thing that I'm proud of. I'm also also very proud of how much the business has grown over the last six years. Um, I was just discussing that with my VA. She's been with me for most of the six years. She left till about for about two, two years and then she came back. Um, that's a testament (laughs) that's a testament right um yeah she came back and she's like she's so proud of me because now I have I charge my worth before I was very timid to charge yes that's a thing that's a thing (laughs) a whole thing a whole podcast yep I was very afraid to charge my worth um you know you're thinking you're new you need to bargain having all those different mindsets towards money. And now I'm like, no, let's, this is, you are very extra. So we're going to have to charge you. Right. Um, <laughs> accordingly. Right. And, and I'm very proud of how far I've gotten in terms of that, in terms of, listen, you are here and now you're here and this is where you're planning to go. Girl, I am <laughs> happy. Like you are doing, doing so well with mm-hmm. everything else that you have going on in your life so kudos to you Aminiki (laughs) yeah well that leads me to my next question about balance how do you balance it all what are some of your routines to balance entrepreneurship motherhood health and wellness Ah. I mean you are in Trinidad (laughs) so 
the views have to be amazing. I've always wanted to, and this is, then I'll let you answer the question, wanted to have like a retreat or something there um, and just bring a bunch of women together where we can mastermind, but still enjoy the area. Yes. Come on down. That's something that I have. I'm thinking about as well for 2022. So we'll see. Oh, we need to connect on that and bring that to life. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Um, balance. I think balance is a myth. This is something that I, I always tell people like balance, balance is a myth because I really do believe in priorities and prioritizing. Yes. I do take time for myself every single day. That's non-negotiable. Even if it's 10 minutes, sometimes it might be up to an hour. There are routines that I have. Uh, I am very spiritual. So I do have my morning prayer. I do exercise sometimes three times a week. If it's not, it'll be down to two. I do work out. Uh, But balance in terms of motherhood and business, I I like prioritizing. So what is on the list of things that needs to get done today? My daughter has something that is always the first priority for me. So that comes up first. Business, okay, this needs to get done. And my health. Okay, this I need to get my eight hours sleep. That's another non-negotiable for me. Um, and then we work everything else out. I think that us trying to always have this balance is going to actually have you become unbalanced because you're just focusing on balancing everything, and you are not gonna get most of your things done because okay, I need to balance. When you prioritize and say, okay, this is what I need to get done. And I also am very good at delegating. Okay, this, I'm not doing this. I'm very good now at saying, I am not doing this. For instance, there are parts of my business that I, I'm just not, not doing it anymore. Like this, we need to hire somebody. I need to train somebody to do this. I am not doing this. Things I've like- got something like that in my business now that I am going to hire for yeah or either i'm i'm going to bring my daughter in a little more to help me with and that's um pulling press clips i mean it's a thing that needs to be done and it's very helpful for our clients but it's not necessarily the best use of my time time exactly (laughs) i already told my team like this today i told my well yesterday i told them like i'm not going to be in slack every single day anymore like why am i in slack every day this no, you don't need to be in Slack every single day, all day. You can take a day off of Slack. And that's going to happen this week, starting this week. However, who is dying? It's going to die. <laughs> I'm sorry. But who's they aren't going to die. They are not going to die. They aren't going to die. They're not going to die. They're going to be just fine. You are not going to be in Slack every day. No. So it's just about finding those little things that can add more time to your days. And figuring out, okay, where am I wasting so much time? What am I doing? And pocketing it, pocket, pocketing it into mm-hmm. different categories. But I really don't think, I'm not saying that you're going to be overwhelmed with business all the time, but there are going to be times where you're going to have to prioritize the business and there are times going to have to prioritize your family. Right. Yeah. How has being a mom changed your outlook on being an entrepreneur? Everything. My daughter is everything, everything. I um, 
I want to set her up for life. That I am right there. And that's my every move is driven by how do I set up a foundation for my, my kids? Yeah. I want to set her up for life. I don't want college debt. She doesn't need to have that. She doesn't need to have homeowner stress. If I can organize that. Okay. You have home made out for you or halfway paid out for you. You don't have to work out car stress. You just have to go out there and be great. That is my major thing for you. You don't, you don't owe me anything. But you need the only thing you owe me is being going out there in the bedroom and, being, and mm-hmm. being the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing that I want. Then we're gonna have a problem. That's when we have. A that's when we're gonna have some problems. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs that you wished someone told you when you first got started? Woo! <laughs> wow! And a whole nother podcast that is. <laughs> listened before I really did listen to a lot of podcasts um, when I started my business and you may know Miley Teal I used to binge listen to Miley and Miley said in one of her podcasts that business is a contact sport it is a contact sport I want people to know that you're going to get hit there's no way around it there's no way underneath it you're going to get hit so be prepared for those hits mentally, physically, and um, business-wise that you're going to get hit. I spoke to my team about this last week. There are like limited, there's limited wiggle room for feelings in business. Your feelings need to get checked at the door. And when you come into the game, you need to recognize like this is your clients. These are what you need to get done for them. And however you feel your feelings, I'm not saying that you don't feel the feelings and they're not valid. They are, but you need to leave those sometimes at the door and get be professional and get the work done and recognize that people are not. That's another great book that I read when I was very younger, The Four Agreements. Other people, like they have so much going on. It's never about you, right? So that's the major thing I will let people know about business that it is a contact sport. The advice is that be prepared and it's never about you. So don't take things personally. It really isn't about you. The last thing is like getting your business, having a business financial plan, especially if you start making money and you really start to, you know, rack it in, having a financial plan for your business and figuring out, okay, where telling each dollar where it's going to go in terms of, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. Paying yourself and investing in your business. That's a big thing that I did. At the oh beginning. my gosh. <laughs> I invested. Um, some investments did not work out, mm-hmm. but others really laid the foundation for me to be here today. Those were gems. <laughs> and on that note, I do want to turn to you have a gift for the audience, and I want to definitely um, give space for that. So please uh, share with us what that is. All right. So the mompreneurs who are listening, I am a social media manager. I've been a social media manager for six years. I know a lot of us may not have the capacity to hire a social media manager. So I've created a fantastic freebie, which is 30 days of me telling you exactly 
what to post for 30 days on Instagram, your Instagram stories, your reels. It's fantastic. You don't have to um, come up with too much of stress and ideas. It is applicable to product-based and service-based individuals. So that is that. It's called a Mompreneur Blueprint. You can download it um, at shoreby slash Trinidad Moms. Right? And that's it. It's it's fantastic. A lot of people said, I mean, you just read my mind when you did this. That's what they say. Thank you so much. Um, it took out so much time from my day to days. Oh, well, I am definitely going to take you up on that myself. Yes. Um, we will link the information in the show notes so people can grab that um, easily. And I just want to thank you for the conversation, Amaniki. I mean, I, the jewels here, I think will help so many people and we will definitely have to stay connected because I am, I am definitely committed to having a powerful group of women come uh, to Trinidad and just mastermind together and relax (laughs) and do all the things. Um, but, uh, I just appreciate the conversation and, uh, getting to know a little bit more about your business. Thank you. And thank you so much to the entrepreneurs. Think tank, think, think tank for having me today. I'm so grateful. Very, very much. So I wish you and your audience, all of us, we still have so much time in 2022. Don't think the time is up. Wish you guys all the best for the rest of the year. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneur's Think Tank. We know the journey of entrepreneurship is not easy, but when you dive into the Think Tank, we hope to make your experience a little better than it may have been. Until next week, enjoy the journey.